singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to What's New. We return today to the 18th chapter of Acts, moving on to verses 7 through 17. We are with Paul on his second missionary journey in the city of Corinth. Paul, as was his custom, began his ministry in the synagogue preaching to the Jews. But after their opposition to the gospel, he shook off the dust from his robes and said, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will preach to the Gentiles. Now we come to today's verses. After that, he stayed with Titus Justus, a Gentile who worshipped God and lived next door to the synagogue. However, Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and all his household believed in the Lord and were baptized, as were many others in Corinth. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't quit. For I am with you, and no one can harm you. Many people here in this city belong to me. So Paul stayed there the next year and a half, preaching the truth of God. But when Gallio became governor of Achaia, the Jews rose in concerted action against Paul and brought him before the governor for judgment. They accuse Paul of persuading men to worship God in ways that are contrary to Roman law. But just as Paul started to make his defense, Gallio turned to his accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some crime, I would be obliged to listen to you. But since it is merely a bunch of questions of semantics and personalities and your silly Jewish laws, you take care of it. I'm not interested, and I'm not touching it. And he drove them out of the courtroom. Then the mob grabbed Sosthenes, the new leader of the synagogue, and beat him outside the courtroom. But Gallio couldn't have cared less.
In verse 17, Luke states that they all turned on Sosthenes. It is not clear whether the Greeks beat Sosthenes, seeking the occasion as an opportunity to vent their feelings against the Jews, or the Jews beat their own synagogue leader because he was unsuccessful in presenting their case. There was a Sosthenes that was included with Paul in the writing of 1 Corinthians. Perhaps he was the second ruler of the synagogue in Corinth to become a Christian in response to Paul's preaching. Now here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. In bringing the gospel to Europe, Paul found himself in the city of Corinth on the Greek Peloponnesus just west of Athens across the Isthmus. Here Paul taught in the synagogue that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah. A majority of the Jews, however, turned against him and became abusive. In protest, Paul turned to them and said, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clear of my responsibility. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. The house of this man Justus was an ideal location for Paul's group of believers to meet. The Jews who were interested in the God-fearing Gentiles who had worshipped at the synagogue didn't have to change their route. They just came next door. Titius Justus was a Roman who evidently invited Paul to meet there. The home must have been a spacious one since the whole church met there, as Paul indicates later. It is possible that this man's first name was Gaius. His middle name was Titius or Titius and his last name, Justus. Romans often did have three names. If so, then this man may have been the one baptized by Paul, contrary to his usual practice. The other person mentioned here was a Jew, the former prominent ruler of the synagogue named Crispus. Striking that the superintendent of the synagogue that turned against Paul should become a Christian. He and his entire household believed Paul baptized Crispus also. Having left the synagogue and having turned to the Gentiles, Paul needed some encouragement from God, and God gave it. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, Do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. When coming to Corinth, Paul did so with fear and trembling. Now God assured him that his opposition would not be able to harm him. So Paul stayed for 18 months, and a church was born. These 18 months stretched from the fall of A.D. 50 to the spring of A.D. 52. Now, there is an interesting incident described by Luke in chapter 18, 12 to 17, by which these dates are fairly well established. Luke writes, While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him into court. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to the Jews, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, 
it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves, I will not be a judge of such things. So he had them ejected from court. Then they all turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue ruler, and beat him in front of the court. But Gallio showed no concern whatever. The charge that the Jews brought against Paul before Gallio, the Roman proconsul of the southern Greek province of Achaia, was that he promoted a worship of God that was contrary to Roman law. Evidently, these Jews tried to persuade Gallio that Paul was promoting a form of religion that was not Judaism, and so should not be given the protection of the Roman government. Gallio, however, decided that since Paul was obviously a Jew, that the disagreement was over minor terminology, which was an internal matter for the Jews to settle, and so he dismissed the court. Evidently, this was a far-reaching decision. Until Roman law took an entirely different approach, Christianity was considered a part of Judaism and as such enjoyed protection under Roman law. In effect, Gallio's decision was tantamount to a recognition of Christianity. Had Gallio ruled otherwise, Christianity would have come under attack in many other areas in the Greek-Roman world. So for the next decade or so, Christ could be proclaimed free from interference by Roman law. So the court was dismissed. But the anti-Semitic Gentile populace of the city, anxious to take advantage of the situation, seized Sosthenes, the leader of the synagogue, perhaps the replacement of Crispus, who had been converted, and they began beating him on the pavement in front of the bema. That pavement, by the way, is still there. We stood on it as we looked at the bema. More about Gallio and Corinth tomorrow. Paul had some rough times, not only here in Corinth, but also in places like Lystra, Philippi, Thessalonica, but Paul was never tempted to turn back. He'll never let me fall 
beside him till I reach heavenly ground. I won't look to the left, look to the right, never more turn around. Well, I won't, won't turn back no more till I, I reach heaven's shore. My Lord is walking with me and I know, I know he's talking with me. He said he'd hold my hand till I, till I reach the promised land and I won't give up, I won't turn back. What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA. 